Welcome, wrestling fans, to a special, special episode that we've got uh, from Banish to the Pen, a WrestlePod number. I believe it's the fourth episode of the WrestlePod here. We are Banish to the Pen, as I said, an offshoot of the podcast Effectively Wild from Baseball Perspectives. I am your host, Ryan Sullivan, editor-in-chief of NatsGM.com and the Baron of All Baseball Podcasts. This week, I am joined by three Big wrestling fans, some heels, and uh, some good friends of the show. I've got Eric Hartman. I've got hey, Eric. Everybody. I've got Eric Ferguson. Hello. And the heel commish, Josh Blum. <laughs> Wait, whoa, hello, whoa, hello. whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> Josh Blum is the heel commish now. <laughs> what happened? I don't know. I was totally. I just no, I don't to, do anything anymore. It was more. I was trying I'm to see your. Yeah, re- he's the face. I was trying That's to. True. I was trying to get your reaction more than anything else. <laughs> yes, I am conscious right now. That is too funny. But in seriousness, Josh, say hello. Hello, hello. All right, guys. Uh, the best thing to do is intro yourselves and uh, give yourselves the proper nicknames so that we don't completely confuse those that are listening to this. Uh, Eric F, go ahead. Why don't you start, my man? Uh, my name is Eric Ferguson at Fergamania on Twitter. I I will fully admit that although I'm the one who kind of got this thing started, Josh Blum has totally taken over and is doing wonders with it. He is uh, he's a a man amongst men, but I still don't like him. Well said, I guess. <laughs> Eric Hartman, you're up, man. Hey, uh, different to me from Ferguson. Uh, depending on my orientation, you either call me Hitman or Hollywood Hartman, but. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, as they've been alluding to but not actually said, the four of us are in our fantasy wrestling league together with based on the offshoot from the Effectively Wild group, um, which if you've looked at the standings from week one through whatever week this is, there's only been one constant, which is uh, that my wrestle boys are number one and uh, just want to make sure that everyone listening remembers that. That and wrestle boys is makes everyone uncomfortable in the group as well. So, <laughs> so Hollywood Hartman is what you're saying. I much prefer that. Yes, thank you. Uh, Josh, you're up. Yeah, that's uh, I'm Josh Blum. Uh, I am the fantasy scribe. I, I've been been d- dubbed, and I'm uh, I'm good with that. So just call me the scribe. And uh, yeah, Hartman's been at the top so far, and we'll you know we'll see what happens with his his Russell boys there. See see how the the Jericho uh, works out for him. I, I'm, I'm thinking something bad's going to happen there soon. Hey, that sounds like a threat. <laughs> well, I can definitely tell you, I like this Josh better than the scribe uh, that follows Matt Hardy around. So that's for sure. Hey, <laughs> shout out to Stussy over in uh, Nova Pro. So, anyways, uh, guys, topic on the agenda tonight. First, first and foremost, uh, we were stood up. This week, a little bit by uh, Buck Boulder, aka Eric Roseberry, who's now become a little too big for this podcast. So, uh, aka Jobber, yeah, he definitely is big time to us on the show. So, um, thoughts on Eric Boulder or uh, Eric Boulder, <laughs> Buck Boulder? I watched that match. I saw he came in, cleared out a bit, but when uh, when it was time for action, I didn't see him get the pin. I didn't see him uh, giving the high flying. He's one-dimensional. He doesn't fit in uh, the, today's indie revolution. No wonder he's uh, he's going back up to pasture. He's no Braun yeah, he... Strowman. 
<laughs> he is kind of Braun Strowman and Jace. Oh, dang. <laughs> He's never talking to us again. So, uh, so I don't know. Is, is, he, is he Strowman or is he Kali? Uh, that's, I guess that's the important <laughs> question. Oh, Lord. Maybe, maybe he gets that big push, but, but if he can't do anything with it, everybody's going to turn on him anyway, so... I heard he's airbrushing up a suit so he can be Giant Gonzalez. <laughs> With the fur on the shoulders. <laughs> I think that's natural. Yeah, he doesn't uh yeah, he doesn't need anything for that. That's actually sadly a trait common with all Eric's I've ever met. <laughs> so who has better mic skills, Kali or Eric? Oh, it's 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 definitely Eric. I won't take that away from them, but <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I've never heard him sing with the with Kali with the voice of an angel. <laughs> that's fair. That's a that's a valid point. I don't know. He might Kali might have him on the singing, but I, I think the speaking. I, I think Roseberry's got him there at least. One would hope. So is <laughs> is he going back to being a pastor, or are they putting him out to pastor? Oh, <laughs> yeah. So have all we, right. So have we've we, had our fun with Roseberry. All right. <laughs> Yeah, he'll never talk to us again, so that's great. And he'll never skip the podcast either, so we got that going. So, all right, guys, uh, let's move ahead. Um, We're recording this on the morning before uh, NXT TakeOver in Toronto and obviously Survivor Series tomorrow. One of us is lucky enough to be going to both events. I hate you. Aw, that's so sweet. I know, I feel so nice about that. But uh, in all seriousness, guys, uh, should we start with NXT uh, or should we start with Survivor Series? Let's start with Survivor Series. Just uh, we'll transition into NXT, then probably back out to Survivor Series. Sounds good to me. Uh, who wants to start? Um, I guess I'm just gonna start and make a prediction. Uh, I've only been to a few big Toronto shows. I've been to the biggest one. I was at WrestleMania 18 when I was 11 and yes. saw the crowd completely turn on The Rock for Hollywood Hogan, and with the old uh, with the old territory. The Toronto Territory, there's one thing I've learned. It's that Toronto fans are jerks. So I would imagine that Goldberg-Lesnar is closing out the show. And I will imagine it will be a Madison Square Garden-like reception for the two of them. Yeah, is any, anybody looking forward to the Goldberg-Lesnar match? You're it. <laughs> I am oddly looking forward to it. I thought oh, I'm, I am looking forward to it. I just think it's going to get booed out the building. I don't think it's going to get booed, though. I think it'll be... I think everyone is ready for it now because I think everyone... Like, last time, it was like, you're disloyal and, and you're leaving us, whatever. But now they're back, and I think everyone's just so excited to see it, see them back, even if it's just for a one-time-only thing. I don't I don't think they'll get booed. I, the match itself probably won't be that, like, quote-unquote good. But I think it'll be very interesting and exciting until someone gets busted open. Well, yeah. and then, Seeing and, Goldberg's and, and, lead would be weirdly disconcerting for me. Yeah, I'd be like, hey, somebody hurt Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's going to be an interesting match. That I, I think you de- you're definitely right in that there is a lot of anticipation for it now. There isn't that feeling of you're screwing us over. You're you're both leaving. You're both <laughs> screw you both. You're, you're we're dead. You're dead to us type thing. But I mean, Lesnar has his his deal. You know what to expect from a Lesnar match. It's not going to be a great match. It's not going to be a five-star wrestling match, obviously. It'll be a fight, but... Can I give a brief digression on Lesnar? 
Yeah. So I love that SummerSlam match where he won the title from Cena. But did that ruin his current run? Because I guess not there. Maybe once he lost the title. Because he used when he came back, he was having these insane matches. One of my favorite matches in the last few years in the WWE was that triple threat at Royal Rumble 2015 with him, Seth, and Cena. Because he was doing stuff. And now, kind of in the last few, all he it's just 15 German suplexes, and then that's it. Like his matches used to be the most thing you'd look forward to most, and now like they're pretty boring. Well, in, 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 go ahead. But in fairness, some of it's been his competition. I mean, what's he going to do with Dean Ambrose besides throw him around like a rag doll? I mean, I guess. I, I think it's a combination of the two. It's it's who you've been pitting him against, and also, I mean. I get why they did what they did with Orton at SummerSlam because you have to kind of destroy this guy to make Lesnar look like a beast, and he is one of Orton is one of your biggest guys. But it just it just seems like such a formula at this point. It, it is like you said, it's just suplex, suplex, F five, maybe do it again, <laughs> and then pin. And, and I, I don't know. I, I guess it works. They they get people talking. That's. I, Look at SummerSlam. Everybody was talking after Orton got busted open, and it, it was a big deal. But it was such even just the ending was so weird. Nobody really understood what was going on. It's I don't think they know what to do with Lesnar right now. That's fair. I think they're sort of waiting for the the guy they want to beat him, and I would guess they still want it to be Reigns. But I think they know that that's not happening anytime soon. At least. Do you think people would buy if Kevin Owens beat him? I mean, I would, but that's uh, I think that's worth double points, right? <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Never mind. I, yeah, oh gosh, yeah, you have all the people I like. You have Oh, you have Jericho. Do you get points for scarves and the anytime somebody gets added to the list? No, but it makes me uh it ups my heel score at least uh point 1 each time and that's that's what really feeds me. <sighs> I'm never going to be able to enjoy them again. And that uh, that's a great question I want to ask you guys is who is the next guy to beat Lesnar? I mean, is it Reigns? I, I don't know that I Reigns really is... hope not. <laughs> I think that would be a bad move at this point. I, I would understand why they would want to go with it. And I I don't necessarily have a problem with Reigns, but it just it wouldn't work with the vast majority of the of the fans. Everybody yeah, is still booing him. So they already tried it two years ago and had to pull shoot at the last second and put the, the put the belt on Seth. So yeah. maybe it is uh maybe it is Owens. I know Owens has been campaigning that he wants him, but if they let they haven't even let Owens look strong as a champion, much less look right. strong enough to be Brock. What about Finn Balor? That could be it. What about that mm. would be interesting. <laughs> I think that would have for the combination while. of like a yeah. pretty solid baby face who people would actually buy or like support. I think the issue there is we don't actually know how over Finn Balor is on the main roster. We got one month of him where he was hot shotted to the moon, and the crowd seemed pretty into him. But like, let us let everyone get used to him for six months and see how they're responding to him. I think he'll still do great, but we never really know. Any chance it could be either Samoa Joe or Nakamura? Ooh, Nakamura. I don't I don't think it would be Samoa Joe. I sort of I love Samoa Joe and like I'm unlike our gracious host, I'm actually most excited for the main event tonight. I don't I'm still not quite sure how Samoa Joe is going to work on the main roster. 
because I think he works best as sort of the king of the castle with everything. And I don't see him, I don't see him in a feud with Reigns with WWE scripted promos. Yeah, that I mean, uh, okay. Samoa Joe I, it would it'd be hard to to do that, like you just said, just the way that WWE would write it. It would be difficult to put him over. Nakamura would be another intriguing one, just to to have that. You know, he's got the pedigree from Japan and all that kind of stuff, and to have him come in and and hard, you know, hard style, their strong style, uh, uh, Lesnar that. that That'd be interesting. That would be an interesting one. You now owe Triple H five dollars for using the word pedigree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Fair I think enough. Seth Rollins has to pay you five dollars for yeah, what so it's a wash. It. Yeah. Awesome. That'll work well then. So with the actual Survivor Series, so what do you guys think of the actual Survivor Series matches? Because these, besides the weird one for the control of the company, but not actually two years ago. This seems like the biggest set of them in a long time with actual like main eventers in it. Yeah, the 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 guys in them and the and the women in them for that matter, it's a lot of great stars, especially obviously the 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 main one with the, the five on five with the men. You've got top tier talent on both sides in the in those matches, and those are going to be great. But it's still and Brock Holder. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But but it's one of those things of everybody's been talking complaining about it. What are the stakes? What is the point? Like, so actually, is... so what? before we before we went on air, I was talking with Ryan about. I'm actually pretty excited to go and have. It, this sounds dismissive, but actually a bit more of a house show environment on a pay per view. Like I think they'll be able to actually have some fun with it, advance a few storylines, but you don't have to worry about like stupid schmozzy fifty fifty stuff because you'll have. Every team also has the the only real issue is it's every team has rivals against each other. So you, it's hard to tell the same story on six different occasions of, oh, can they get along? But right. some won't, and that'll be fun. Somebody will interfere at one time. That'll be fun. Selfishly, I'm hoping Taker comes out if SmackDown loses and chokeslams whoever the last person is. <laughs> but uh, I think it's a lot of fun. I don't have to worry about, like, oh, is uh, Roman Reigns versus Owens going to end just with Chris Jericho come out and distracting him for a roll-up? It sounds like what we're talking about is like to bring it around to baseball a little bit. We're kind of like looking for the this time it counts kind of like what would like what would make it matter. Yeah, and, and I get that. And like so on one hand, like I was, I was thinking about it yesterday, thinking about it like, well, it's kind of like the American League and National League where it's like there's not really a difference because they're all Major League Baseball. But at least there's a difference in the you know, the rules between those leagues. So it's really more like the Pro Bowl in the NFL, which yeah. no, no one cares about. <laughs> <laughs> So even if it was something the, like the like winner of the whichever brand won the Survivor Series, like they got to have like this would depend on them only having one true title. But like whoever won this match, that's where the heavyweight championship was for the next year or whatever. Like that would make that would be something at least. But yeah, I saw suggested um, even just a couple more Royal Rumble spots. But like that's not a bad idea. But sort of, I guess just I'm not opposed to the fun and silliness of an All Star game. Right. Uh, no, and that's right. fair. And, and and if you look at it that way, I think you like you said you are going to get some good matches out of it. You got a, a bunch of great talent in there that's going to put on a show. But Josh, you're right. Like if if you skip tomorrow night, sort of as as a fan, and turn on Raw next week, you probably won't have missed much. Exactly. 
that's that's kind of the thing is is you're not really there's not really a reason to t- tune in tomorrow night in that aspect unless you're just a wrestling fan which if you are great and that i mean obviously we are we're going to tune in it's going to be a fun show but just that that lack of any meaningful substance right now who knows maybe they do something in the matches that makes something worthwhile happen but i don't know it's just it's a it's different it, it's a it's a different proposition i'm interested to see how they make it a, a really good show to build off that point how on earth are they going to make that woman's five on five match interesting if alicia fox is on my television that immediately means it's unimportant she won't be for long, to be fair. I mean, <laughs> she's taking a pin and taking a pin quick, but I, yeah, I can't raw, see any way that that's not... almost certainly going to win, but I think you could have a fun thing of, uh, I don't know, let Becky be lost woman standing and try and wreck some fools. I don't know. It's just to me, anytime you have more than three, uh, you know, a tag team match, you have four people in a ring, you're just asking for just nonsense and having ten people and I don't know. That match just sounds like a complete... It's snooze fest to me. The thing is, I really am enjoying the top of both divisions right now. Um, I'm way more into Alexa Bliss as a worker and a heel than I ever expected. I think she's been terrific and just sort of... I'm excited to see them just get 15, 20 minutes for it. There'll be people pinned on transitional moves or whatever. And yeah, I don't know. I'm excited for it. I'm scared of not being able to see the ring during the tag Survivor Series match just because there's... (laughs) Nine people on both aprons to start at least. So and once again, fingers crossed that uh, my seats are high up enough. Uh, how is for the that women's gonna... match, I don't want to give any spoilers, but I've heard that Queen Charmel will be in the building tomorrow night. So just think about wow. that. Interesting. Oh, <laughs> that would add a little bit of fun to it. That's <laughs> even Booker T wouldn't turn in, uh, turn in, uh, tune in if Charmel was on. <laughs> Booker was on SmackDown on Tuesday, uh, trying to pump up the tag team team team. SmackDown tag team Survivor Series team. I uh, I don't know. I've gone cross-eyed. You know the worst part about this is the longer I'm, I'm talking about this uh, card is the less enthused I am about actually watching the show. <laughs> well, he, here's the thing: is is another one of those issues is aside from there not being any real stakes in the the let's call it the four main events if you want to consider all three sure Survivor Series matches. Okay, fine. There's no real stakes in any of those four matches. And oh, by the way, it's a four-hour show, and there's like two more, <laughs> two more matches aside from those. Yeah, that uh, that I'll admit, I'm like four hours. Really, there's six on the card, but um, at the very least, Zane versus Miz should be a lot of fun. Oh yeah, and I'm excited for Sammy to just get his own to be one of the only wrestlers who gets his own entrance in Toronto. Like, I don't know, I feel like half the wrestlers are Canadian in at any given time, so they always get a fun reception. And Miz okay, has we... been, oh, I think Miz I'm has been one of the way. breakout guys of the year. I think he's been a star. Oh, he's so good. He's so, so good. I'll say I'm less interested than most, like, in his actual matches, just because they're fine, but they're Miz matches. But just everything besides that. He is one of the only true heels. Not that but you have to be, like, smart enough to go on a wrestling podcast to actually like him. That's That's a good point. It's a valid point. Yeah, he he is. He's him and Jericho are kind of the guys who have have just returned this year and oh. really just blown it out of the water. I'll tell you this about Jericho: the crowd will lose their minds when he comes out. I was at Roadblock in February. 
this was just like a week after his heel turn on AJ. Remember when he teamed with AJ Styles for a month? That was weird. And they, and they had shirts. <laughs> yeah. They had shirts. They had a WrestleMania match where Jericho went over. Team Y2 uh, AJ, right? That's yeah. right. And then he lit it on fire and threw it in a trash can, which was the first thing. I'm like, wait a minute. Maybe Jericho's good. But yeah, he came out fresh, as, fresh heel on that. And he had to get his heel heat with the cheapest of heat of Toronto sucks. <laughs> well, it does, though. Eh. I mean, listen, uh, listen, there's uh, recent events. Can uh, I can throw some Canada stuff in your you guys' face? But I'll <laughs> Let's talk about presidents and premiers. OK, mm. so, OK, this is a this is one question like for for the room here. Sure. If you if you had to pick either a red T-shirt or a blue T-shirt, which one would you be wearing tomorrow night? I always find it weird wearing blue with also wearing jeans, but there's no. <laughs> That's not what I'm talking about at all. That's really That's where I thought the wrestling point. podcast was going. Fashion, yeah. That's where we were going. Listen, if the fashion is good, that's all. That's all that really matters. But um, I've watched a lot more Raw just because the baseball season just ending. Mondays are more likely to be off days than Tuesdays, and it goes on later. But I started watching SmackDown the last few weeks. It's just. It's enjoy- It's really enjoyable, especially because it's such a small roster and a small, effective roster. Also, like, Apollo Crews is there, but is Apollo Crews really there? So you could really just focus in on the few people. And even how what they've done with Ellsworth, it's, it's yeah. great. Ellsworth, friend to, friend to all podcast hosts. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I'd, go, uh, I'd go Team Blue on this one. That's uh, I, I, I can see the Raw winning, but man, it's just watching both week in week out i'm much more into smackdown right now just because they're they're telling cohesive stories they're telling stories that make sense they're telling you know they're telling interesting stories they have good matches night in night out and i can't necessarily say the same thing about raw the only thing raw has is uh three or four of my wrestle boys (laughs) <laughs> that's, no, that's that... honestly one of the reasons I pay more attention. Like on SmackDown, just I only get points if Zack Ryder shows up, and Zack Ryder doesn't even care if Zack Ryder shows up at this point. <laughs> you ain't hype. No. That, I, I ain't hype. <laughs> <laughs> I have one other question for the room, if if uh, we have time. Yeah, go yeah. for it. Okay, so we have a we have a Survivor Series happening in Canada, and uh, so I would they'll like do it. they'll do it. Well, no, no, I, I, I'm not asking like if they're going to do a Montreal spot. I'm saying if you were, if you were Vince in 1997, <laughs> would you have done that? Would you have ring, had the bell rung? I mean, if you see what happened afterwards, of course, it turned him into the biggest heel ever. And also, it's tough because Brett thinks wrestling is real. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's still real to him, damn it. <laughs> like it just, it totally is, and. I read I read Brett's book about four or five years ago, and like it's great, it's a lot of insight, but like, dude, it's work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if I'm Vince, I, I'm I'm pulling the trigger on that too. I'll take the heat as the as the man of the company and t- that that deal. But just even just knowing that that is kind of the mentality as far as Brett believing that wrestling is real, well. Wrestling has always been, you you know, doing the honors. That's why Undertaker, like it or not, went down to Lesnar's because he wanted to do the honors to someone, whatever. Brett didn't want to do that in front of the Canadian fans for 
reasons. Uh, okay, that's fine. But I, if I'm Vince, I'm I'm pulling the trigger on that too. That's you got to protect your company. Hot take. I never would have put the belt on Brett to begin with. There's a, you got a few years to fill then. But uh, also that will get you crucified in Canada. But that guy is, <laughs> um, for as good as his reputation is, his matches are generally a snore fest. Wow. That said, all that said, I can be convinced the whole screwjob was a work. Oh, yeah. Oh, thousand percent. God. Oh, sure. Percent. <laughs> if, if it was anybody but the Brett, I would be convinced. Theories. Yeah. There's like two or three conspiracy theories, I believe. I sort of believe that one. I believe Stevie Wonder can see. That's oh, pretty yeah. much it. A thousand percent he can see. Yeah. Dummy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Should we go to NXT? Let's do it. Uh, any other predictions? Any uh, Anything else? My predictions um, came. I think... I oh. think there's going to be a screwy finish in the in the cruiserweight. I, I think they still keep the title on Kendrick, which personally I'm hoping for anyway because he's on my team. But uh, I think they're going to keep the title on Kendrick, but they're going to have some sort of screwy finish that moves the cruiserweights to SmackDown. Well, they need. I'm not. It's not working yeah. on Raw at all. No. And they're doing 205 live. But uh, I was saying earlier, I was joking, but I'm serious. They will do some screw job callback then because they've done it every survivor series or any canadian main event since right. then but i'm not sure where it fits in i don't see any canadians in the team and like the oh wait no i don't see any canadians there's jericho and Owens right there but yeah but like who's gonna like who's gonna there's no authority feud going on right now maybe Shane gets called for tapping i don't know i don't yeah. I, I feel like they'll do it but i don't know how yeah, are you guys more excited or less excited that Shane's in the match? So, more excited than Baron Corbin being there. Not particularly excited for Shane, but like, the thought is Baron Corbin was just the first guy there to be eliminated, whereas Shane can at least hold my attention with a couple of things. Right. That's where I'm at with him. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, too, is is they haven't done a good enough job with Corbin in this gimmick or whatever. Who, whoever's fault it is, he's just he hasn't been good enough. So, even... When they first released the the promo for that, he was at the front of the of everybody in that match. I was like, "What is going on? Why are they making such a big deal of him? Getting him out for Shane? I'm, yeah, okay, I'm I'm good with that." Yeah, I, I'm a little ready for a McMahon free pay per view, or a McMahon free. Uh, we can all, we can all dream. <laughs> it would just be nice. So, just for a little perspective, Shane and Jericho are the same age. What? I know, right? Jeez, they're both wow. forty-six. I gotta stop. I said, on... "Wow." <laughs> I gotta stop knocking on Cool Dad. Then uh, he's looking good in comparison. Uh, they both look. I mean, <laughs> we're not talking about this, but they both look good. Like, I'd be happy to be in Shane McMahon shape at forty-six. I'd be happy. In, I guess I'd be happy in Shane Mc, Shane McMahon's shape at twenty-six. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'd like his bankroll at twenty-six. I know that much. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do, but the one thing about Shane is he gives kids a bad name. Or bad <laughs> names. Nice. And with that... Were we talking about NXT? <laughs> yeah, let's move ahead. Let's, do that. let's talk a little NXT, because I'm, uh, I'm excited for this card, and uh, uh, I'm very jealous that, uh, Eric, you're going to be at the card tonight. Uh, My first ever live NXT. I'm super excited. I, I, well, first of all, I heard there's a rumor you might be on hard cam, so keep an eye out for you. First front row on the balcony, so uh, keep an eye out oh, for your wow. boy. I, are you gonna Are you gonna have a Wrestle Boys sign? I was thinking I should go get a sign, but I've 
I've got a busy day, sadly, but... <laughs> oh my gosh, just get a marker and some poster boards. It doesn't take that long. I suppose so. Uh, at the very least, look out for me in my uh, Rock Hogan WrestleMania 18 t-shirt. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's good. It's been in my rotation for literally over half my life for 15 years. Took a few years off when I was a bit heavier, but it's... I was going to say, if you, can, if you can still wear that, that's impressive. Yeah, I have my ups and my downs. But anyway, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is a super exciting card, and I'll start off with not the most exciting thing, but I weirdly popped just because I guess it was unexpected when they announced Mickey James is going to be the one fighting Asuka. I think that's awesome. Yeah, that's a good use right now, because they don't really have anybody who can really be considered a credible threat to Asuka right now. Because and... they're still building Ember Moon. Right. So, so to so to have that to to bring in the the veteran presence type thing, I like that. I think that's a good use of Mickey. I think that's a good. She'll get a good reaction returning, and and that should put on a pretty pretty solid match. Yeah, and that's sort of with Oscar and the them having not developed anyone to the top end yet. It's kind of all you can ask for. Yeah. Do you guys think Mickey is a one off, or do you think she's going to be around for a little bit? Because as you guys kind of said. It's Asuka, and then it's a whole bunch of talented, but, I mean, really new girls. Peyton Royce, uh, the uh, Billy Kay, Liv Morgan. Uh, Liv Morgan, you know, start Ember Moon is green. I mean, just kind of the, the next wave. So I think it it's, might be somewhere in between. It wouldn't shock me if she does a couple of matches here and there. Maybe, if this goes super well, another one at the Rumble takeover. But I sort of don't imagine she's back for the long haul. This is my stat of the day. Bobby Roode is two years older than Mickey James. And yes, I am just Wikipediaing everybody. <laughs> that stat was glorious. Uh, we got That's you good. on that. But uh, yeah, I think it'll be a lot of fun. And there's also, so this is a dumb question. How long are takeovers again? I can never remember if they're two or two and a half hours. Normally two and a half, right? Yeah, they've been two and a half lately. It's normally like yeah, five matches and they each get about a half hour per. I guess, yeah, because there are five matches. I was wondering if there's going to be, like, a an unannounced one thrown in. Just, uh, mainly I want to see No Way Jose's entrance. And I'm a bit, uh, <laughs> a bit salty that it's not he's not on the card. Hey, you're going to get Bobby Roode, though, so. Oh, believe me, we'll get Scarborough's own Bobby Roode. So. And Ty Dillinger. That'll be a great intro as well. Yeah, between the, like, it's, is it silly that I'm super looking forward to all the matches, but the two things I've said I was looking forward to most are, uh, Rude's entrance and also Knack's entrance. <laughs> well, that's yeah, that's kind of like the complaint is that like now it's just all like entrances and finishers, and the, the matches themselves are kind of second or secondary or tertiary even. So, I mean, but, but if if there's half an hour per match, you you got time for it still. <laughs> yeah. Can I ask a question to someone who's been off of not like because I don't like it, just because I haven't it hasn't been in my rotation. I haven't been watching NXT recently. I know generally what's going on, but like what is the thought between having like what's the differentiation between the Dusty Rhodes tag team classic finals and then the NXT tag team championship? Like is the the Dusty Rhodes tag team classic kind of like whoever wins this is gonna be like the next number one contender kind of thing, or are we just trying to introduce new tag teams and get them over while keeping the top of the tag team division going at the same time. It seems a little redundant to me, I guess, is what I'm asking. Uh, that might not way, be a question. To me, the way I see it with that is ahead, just yeah. it's sort of what you were saying. Like the winner of the Dusty Roads is sort of the next in line. I guess kind of depending on who wins both face and heel alignment. Sort of I think the winner will be the one the next team elevated into the echelon because as much as I'd love it, you can't have DIY and the revival feud forever. 
Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, just sort of. I think it's fine. Just there happened. I know it's weird if you're watching WWE pretty regularly over the last years. You can have two separate tag team feuds going on at the same time. Right. I think that's just mostly what it is. Just, but definitely the title one is the high quote higher on the card one, depending on when it goes. It wouldn't shock me if they lead off with that, but yeah. I also think it's one way to either put over to give them something like Baron Corbin always says the winner of the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. I think it's something that they can put in there. Wasn't that dumb? (laughs) Yes, but I I think in that point, I mean, I think it's trying to give them an accomplishment to push them forward. I have a hard time believing the authors of Pain don't win, but I don't know. Uh, Thoughts on the DIY versus Revival? I mean, two out of three falls. That looks like to me that could steal the show. It's going to be so good. So I, um, when I was at Roadblock, an unannounced match, they just did the Revival versus Enzo and Cass. And most of the crowd who never really heard of either of them, by the end, were losing their minds over the entire match. That speaks to both Enzo and Cass, but obviously also the Revival, how good they are at kind of telling the story in the ring. I think with the two or three falls, they'll be able to really weave a nice narrative. And also, of course, Gargano and Chop are terrific, so... Super looking forward to it. Yeah, I don't think people understand how good Ciampa is. He is so good. <laughs> They'll understand after tonight. That's, I mean, I, I think those those matches are going to be fantastic. Like I said, they're going to tell a great story throughout, you know, let, let's just go with it, all three falls. You, it's WWE. Oh, yeah, wouldn't, gonna wouldn't, do that, that. wouldn't that be horrible? <laughs> <laughs> Who, who but, wins? Yeah, I, I think you're going to have just that. That could be your your show stealer, your match of the year candidate type thing. Speaking of which, who wins that match? I think it's going to be DIY. Yeah, rivals, I, I, I lean that way too. Also, because I st- I don't quite know if they're going. Even if Authors of Pain win the thing, win the Dusty, them kind of going for a tag team title feud right off the bat isn't particularly interesting to me so i'd rather just see or sorry i i do see them winning that's so i'd rather see them go after the, the faces and the heel because i don't see them working with the revival yeah i, I kind of lean that way too i just I, I think the revival have done some pretty incredible stuff and they've had obviously they've had the belts for a while now and you know, we we keep hearing they're probably coming up to the main roster soon anyway, so it makes sense to drop the titles here and 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 kind of push that forward. But yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I lean more that way though. I lean more DIY. I'm fine either way. Yeah, I think I'm uh, kind of with the group. It feels like uh, the revival's time in NXT should be coming to an end. I don't know what else they can really do. I think it's time to see if their gimmick works at the main roster or not. I mean. You know, I'm for, super excited for them to main event, main event versus uh, Brizongo. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> better be in Europe. Hey. That's the only time you can find Fandango. Yeah. <laughs> they're in the they're they're on the team, uh, the SmackDown tag team. Oh wow. You just brought yeah. me down a whole nother notch on that <laughs> card tonight or tomorrow night. Thank you very much for that. Oh come on. <laughs> Tyler Breeze <laughs> is a treasure. <laughs> Yes, but even he can't overcome Fandango's suckitude. <laughs> Remember that five minutes when Fandango was really super over, and they were <laughs> doing and they it? put him put him and... over Jericho at WrestleMania. Oh my gosh, they <laughs> totally did that in his debut match. 
to be fair, that was the least interesting Jericho, where he'd come back for a few months, be a bland babyface, and lose to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I love that they called him out for that a couple of weeks ago on Raw. They were like, you did lose to Fandango. (laughs) (laughs) He made a stupid idiot out of all of us. Stupid idiot, so good. And uh, Joe Nakamura, who, who, what are we thinking there? I, I went to school with Joe Nakamura. He was a good dude. <laughs> but uh, I think Nakamura is going to hang on to it. And it, again, selfishly, because I want to see it, I'd love to see Joe come out and wreck somebody on Sunday night. I don't know who. I don't know why or where. But it's also Wrong. tough because they've, uh, they've also announced the main events and like a bunch of the big matches for both of the next two pay-per-views. Because they're Monday and Tuesday, I assume. Because that's the schedule. But uh, I'm not sure what angle he'd be in, but I'd love to see him soon. And they seem to be building up Nakamura as some sort of unkillable god. And I don't think this is the time to break that. Yeah, I, I go Nakamura too. I, I think uh, same thing. You're, Joe's got to be up pretty soon here. I, I've I've heard rumors, and honestly, it probably would be okay if they did a program with him and Strowman and he was the competition that Strowman's <laughs> been looking for type thing, that would probably, he could, I believe he could get a good program out of that. Let's put it that way. Um, but, but I think, yeah, you got to keep building Nakamura. He's going to be your, your, your Bailey for the next year. Or so your Balor, your Bailey, whatever you want to say. Um, yeah, I think Nakamura wins too, but is he ever like, so Nakamura, up to the main roster by WrestleMania, yes or no? No. No. Man. Uh, How, okay. I'm, I think <laughs> at uh, this moment, Monday after I'm, WrestleMania, but... Monday after WrestleMania? Yeah, I think Rude Ooh. takes it from him at the pay-per-view right that weekend, and then uh, Nakamura moves up. Boy, that'd be a feud. I'm excited for that one. <laughs> that would be a good one, yeah. That that would that'd be a good way to do it, too. That said, my thing with my concern of Joe coming up, and especially working with a guy like Strowman, I feel like so much of Samoa Joe's like appeal is that he's just this big, mean bully, and him fighting a guy a foot taller than him kind of takes a bit of that away. And that's true. That's, that's definitely true. Mm. I, like I said, I, I believe he could make a good program of it. I'm not saying it's something I want to see, but... <laughs> But I feel like he he would find a way to make it work. He's a talented enough uh, wrestler that he could he could make that an interesting feud. Yeah, probably. Now, but like you were saying, I doubt uh, any little boy goes home and writes on his uh, Twitter that he's super excited for his favorite wrestler to feud with Braun Strowman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, could would you guys believe Samoa Joe and, and Lesnar at Mania? Could they build no. that up? No. If he comes, out, I don't think they could do it that quickly. If it comes, if he comes oh. out tomorrow, he loses tonight. Comes out tomorrow, interferes in the match. Let's Goldberg go over. They do Goldberg and Lesnar again at Rumble, and then somehow they get to Mania, and it's Lesnar and Joe. I could see it. I, I, that's not what I imagine. But that said, I will take. I'd like it, and I literally take anything over the rumors of them doing Shane Brock at WrestleMania because that I have. Literally zero interest in seeing. Oh, what a surprise. Uh, McMahon in a main event at a pay-per-view. <laughs> oh. I'm still waiting for Stephanie versus Shane at WrestleMania. Like, I think that's where we're headed. Let it be in an arm wrestling match. That would be great. 
like Shane McMahon, like I do, I like when he's in a match just because I know he's going to do something insanely stupid. But yeah, that's kind of a waste of Lesnar. And just also, like I like the huge stupid thing, and I remember it fondly. But watching that Undertaker match, it was all building towards just okay. When's he going to get to the fireworks factory and jump off the cage? And everything before and after sucked. Yeah. Yeah, that match was really bad. If you go back and watch it now, besides that spot, it was a horrible match. And they spent like five minutes telegraphing the spot. Like, is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? We've known for two months he was going to do this. All right. Like, come on. <laughs> all right, guys. Anything else on uh, this weekend, Survivor Series or TakeOver before we uh, move on a little bit? Um, I'm excited. I hope it's a good show. Good shows. Yeah, kind of the same thing. I'm just I'm hoping that both are fun. I think I think Takeover is going to be the better show. But uh, again, just going back to that idea, if we look at Survivor Series for what it is, I, hopefully they have some fun with it and do some good things. Oh, yeah, and although Canada is America adjacent, I do feel like their wrestling crowds are really good, and I think they they make shows better. So, make me watch for that was sweet. I know that was just for you, Hitman. <laughs> I'm hoping for something fun at Survivor Series because the longer I listen about or think about this card, the less I'm getting <laughs> excited about it. So I think that was really the purpose of our podcast yeah. was to get people really not excited about this card. Hey, just think of it this way: there, there's a ton of points that are going to be had for the fantasy league. Oh, I've telegraphed out that I need the the only match that really matters to me is I need Raw men to beat to beat uh, SmackDown men because I got one person in each of the tag matches on both sides, and I don't have any women. Because uh, I'm horrible. I still can't believe we have to sit through a 10-on-10 match tomorrow night. Oh, my gosh. Have they, have they explained, I... is that going to be each individual person has to be eliminated? Or is it when one of your team members goes, the entire team goes? I believe it is the latter. For Okay, that's kind of what I figured. But, yeah. Because that so match would take three do. days to eliminate 19 <laughs> men. Are you kidding me? Exactly. You would have people pinned on uh, shoulder blocks, or when you do, when you <laughs> when you do when you climb up and do ten punches. After the fourth one, you drop them and pin them. Uh, if they had to eliminate nineteen people. Two, three, four. Wait, what? You're falling now. And wait, he, what? he's gone. He's done. He just disintegrates into dust like a mummy in the sunlight, or like a wrestler on Raw. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, with that, uh, let's transition a little bit, guys. Uh, which do we want to tackle? All-time favorite match or favorite tag teams? Hmm. Let's give a host choice. Uh, yeah, she's let's... on the other foot now. Oh, bitter. I was trying to drop the responsibility on you guys. Uh, favorite match. <laughs> let's see if we have time for both. Well, let's start with favorite match. All-time. Give me a minute. I'm I'm poor preparation. <laughs> oh, I'll go because I've got mine. Yeah. Um. So so I never really I, I I didn't start watching until you know 2000 or so. So I was at tail end of the Attitude Era type stuff and was never a big Austin fan, never a big Rock fan. I know that's like sacrilege and WWE. Just wait till you but... hear Ryan's takes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, nevertheless, I I. I as a teenager, as an early college student, when I was watching, I didn't order the pay-per-views or anything, so what I watched was Raw and SmackDown. So, my favorite match of all time, honestly, it's one of those probably forgotten ones to some extent, but it was The Undertaker versus Jeff Hardy in a ladder match Hardcore for champ? the title. 
I thought, What's oh, that? right. It was a Raw match. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And in, in like yeah. just after the Royal Rumble in 02, right? Yeah, something in that area. Yeah, he, they were they were kind of starting to do the Hardys splitting up and going solo type of deal, and they yeah they put that him in a feud with the Undertaker, and Taker was just destroying him, and then they they he goaded him into this ladder match for the title, and and I mean just the story that they told there was was pretty incredible to me because there was there was no legitimate reason that Hardy should have beaten Taker for the title. Obviously, Taker should have just destroyed him, but they told that story with, "Hey, this is Jeff's element. He is the ladder match guy." That you know, and they did some really good stuff with that. And it's just the the memory that sticks with me is as he's right at the end, as, as Hardy's climbing that ladder, and you just hear Jr. going, "Climb, kid, get that, get your moment, get your," and then Taker just comes in and and <laughs> gives him the last ride again and destroys him and gets the belt. But it's like they told a great story in that match and that still sticks with me is just a just a, a fantastic match and i know it's probably probably not something most other people would pick but it's it's what i go to it's a great choice that is a great yeah. i'm gonna have to go look that one up now that's a great choice mine uh mine is a little bit off the beaten path but i've always there's a and it's just you know most people have forgotten it but there was this uh, monday night raw match back in the day uh molina Jeff versus Alicia fox oh. no you stepped on my punchline <laughs> bastard <laughs> I'm sorry. That's all right. Um, but anyway, um, th- so like I'm really bad at, about picking favorites because it's it's all recency bias. And like ten minutes ago, um, the the other lesser Eric uh, referenced uh, Hogan versus Rocket at uh, WrestleMania 18. And I'm not going to say that's my favorite match, but that is one of my favorite matches purely because of how the whole story changed in the ring. And like that was kind of like I was still. I mean, I was only like uh, 20 at the time. No. 22 at the time and I was still kind of figuring out how you know how they work the crowd and stuff like that and so that that was just a really interesting like I I remember saying like the rock's the bad guy now which was like something (laughs) but like just like responding to it in the moment and like how just incredibly nuts the crowd was and how they like if you watch it now the stuff they do they don't really do anything that much but they got like the maximum possible reaction out of everything and it's just a fun it's just a fun match to watch and kind of along those lines punk cena which is actually just like a really good like money in the bank 2011 like yeah. the, the match itself is really really good but the story around it and just like the the big fight feel that's one that I will go back and watch just for no good reason so those are those are a couple that come to mind good answer so I'll go I'll go with one a bit off the beaten path <clears throat> also a raw one and this one, maybe not my favorite match, but one of my favorite endings to Raw ever. And also, because I know it'll just destroy our host, Ryan Sullivan, in the mis- the misguided Daniel Bryan joining the Wyatt family program, mm-hmm. they ended up having a cage match to end it of, uh, yeah, it was the Usos, I think it's the champs versus Bray and Daniel, and they, the Usos won, and uh, Bray was supposed to, you know, give Bryan and Sister Abigail for his insolence or whatever the thing went, but no, Brian decides he's against it, kicks him, beats him up, gives a flying knee, climbs to the top of the cage and does the yes with the crowd being again, I was at mania 18, which Ferguson referenced. I don't think I've ever seen a crowd so nuclear as they were. Yesing when yeah. Brian turned yeah. fa- back. Face I knew exactly there. what you were talking about when you said down there. That was a moment that I, I remember watching that and just like, I had chills. I, 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 I was like, wow. 
this is incredible. This is something special. And like you said, it wasn't a great feud or anything like that, but just that moment was, wow, they, they did something right here. Their match at the Rumble a month later was also, or later that month, was really good also. And the one I was yeah. going to pick until the last second was actually the Shield-Wyatt uh, trios match from uh, Payback or whatever you call it, the Fastlane, the next month. Mm-hmm. Again, not because my favorite, but again, fun story and it was just a really good thing. And it was the the last month, the following two things were true. The Wyatts were strong and Roman Reigns was even the least bit vulnerable. And both of those kind of going in the wrong direction uh, over the last two or three years has been very bad for the company, I think. Called it a trios match instead of a six-man. You are such a mark. <laughs> oh, I'm a... Um, Guilty as charged. All right, Ryan, what's your favorite? Uh, it's tough for me because I'm not one of those guys that really remembers matches that well. I mean, you guys, the way you drop, you know, the fact that that match happened in late O2 or beginning of O2 is just phenomenal to me. I don't remember it that kind of stuff in that way, but... I guess the way I was being a baseball fan with stats and games and stuff. It's it's a weird, weird way of thinking. Yeah. Try try being a baseball fan, Ryan. Why don't you try that out for a sec? <laughs> yeah, that might be. Yeah, jeez, that sounds awful. Uh, so I'll go uh, with the match that I probably go and rewatch most. And that's uh, Bailey and Sasha Iron Woman from last fall at the NXT Ooh, TakeOver. Okay. Uh, just a phenomenal story told. They set it up perfectly. The feud was built perfectly. I mean, I've probably watched that match 20 times now, and and I very rarely go back and watch a match a second time, let alone that many times. So, But just the way they told the story and getting a little Izzy to cry in the middle of the match with Sasha and throwing her into the uh, scoreboard, or not the scoreboard, but the uh, whatever they call it when you come out, and just everything they did in that match was just uh, so well done, and it was at the right time, and women's wrestling was peaking at the time as well, so it just... Uh, I'll go Sasha and Bailey from last fall. It's a great choice. Yeah, that's I can't argue with that one. So uh, we got time for it. So let's do a lightning round of uh, favorite tag team or tag teams of all time. Uh, I don't know who wants to start, but uh... Jericho, <laughs> Brizongo. Oh God, oh, that's like WrestleBlitz. Uh, I just had a shiver so like... up my spine. I, I'll just I'll start off by saying to me any tag team is just a feud waiting to happen. So like I never really buy, and maybe this is just I'm being I like I'm not fully buying in. But like any tag team, I'm just like oh yeah I could I could buy them like one of them turning and then who would be the good guy and who would be the bad guy. But like so like my favorite tag team is probably the Rockers just because I'm that old, and because they have like the best tag team split of all time but also um the the halcyon days of the rock and sock connection was just really really fun <laughs> and and i know they're not like the like they're not um the revival or 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 <laughs> young bucks in terms of like tag team wrestling but just like the combination of personalities i i really i, I had a good time with rock and sock connection so but yes mainly the rockers so i'll go with um Maybe not my favorite, but I played a lot of uh, Super WrestleMania on the Super Nintendo by LGN. <laughs> and in that, there was only two tag teams you could be if you wanted to be a real one. You could either be the Legion of Doom or the Natural Disasters. And being a young <laughs> new, four-year-old baby face that I was, I got super into the Legion of Doom and thought Animal, with his face paint, was super cool. So That's maybe true. they've always been my favorite, but between them or being Demolition when I played the arcade game, if I went to the local uh, video game shop... I have a lot of uh, nostalgia for both the Road Warriors and their knockoffs. <laughs> Yet that hasn't carried over to the Ascension now that I think about it. I was going to say, it, yeah, but, uh... that's where I was... <laughs> uh, 
Josh? Uh, I, yeah, I'll go. I mean, I, I gotta go. It's it's two and you know one and the same, I guess. But the Hardys and Edge and Christian. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, they 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 were the tag team division. I, I know you throw the Dudley Boys in there as well, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, it it was it was Edge and Christian, and it was the Hardys, and and you you got to do them both because I don't think either one of them would have risen quite as high as they did without the other. They just did so many amazing things when they were together. That's they they, they got to be my favorite. Yeah, those are good choices. Uh, <laughs> for me, I'm going to go early childhood is definitely the Rockers. They were kind of the first tag team that you saw doing a lot of the high spots and. And that kind of thing. I mean, when when I was watching wrestling then, it was a lot of the Orient Express and Tully and Arn and Demolition and a lot of the Bushwhackers who were not doing that kind of uh, set. <laughs> so the Rockers were, you know, they were really different. And, you know, something new that I, you know, you didn't see on TV. Uh, kind of teenage middle years are definitely the Dudleys. But particularly their ECW run. I mean, I used to go to a lot of those shows. And just to see how badly Bubba Ray would get the crowd mad and literally how, I mean, it was like a 50-50 chance that somebody was going to jump the barricade and try to fight him. I mean, it was, it was how unbelievable. Old were, how old were you when you went to those shows? Uh, college age, 18 to okay, 22. Right. Yeah. So like I was good, like, the best age to do it. Yeah, and they used to run, I went to college in, at Gettysburg, so they used to run at York and a lot of Lancaster and a lot of pretty close. So I went to a lot of those shows and. I never sat anywhere near the front row because I didn't want to be anywhere near uh, Bubba Ray (laughs) making fun of me because he was so good. Like, I didn't want any part of it. Uh, And then now it's got to be the Young Bucks. I mean, just any time that I know that they're going to come out, I'm going to see a crazy spot fest. And I don't know how they don't injure themselves every match that they do. But uh, if you don't know who the Young Bucks are and you're listening to this, shame on you. But uh, go check them out because... uh, (laughs) I think they're the best tag team going today and probably for the last five years. That, that's probably fair. That's there. They do some, like I said, insane stuff. How they're not injured is beyond me, but I'll take it. Yeah, very true. All right, guys. So, uh, what else we got? Anything else to wrap up? Uh, no, just uh, let's... Uh, we'll do this all again before the rumble and let's all make it through the winter to spring training. Best of luck to all of us in our bunkers for it. <laughs> Very true guys. So uh, with that, why don't we uh, say goodbye everybody. We'll start uh, uh, alphabetical Eric F I guess. Thanks for listening everybody. Thanks to my compadres for helping me kill an hour on a Saturday morning. It's been a pleasure. Likewise, uh, it's been a pleasure, and I don't know. Keep an eye out for me uh, if you're listening in before Sunday night, or if anywhere on Sunday, or if you're going back and watching Takeover. And yeah, let's just uh, you know, hopefully everything is is good this weekend. Let's get some good matches and and hope for some bad things to happen to the Wrestle Boys. Hey. hey no. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, I am the Baron. Thank you for listening to the show. Uh, Like you said, hopefully this weekend uh, brings us a lot of good matches. DIY should be great. Samoa Joe and Nakamura and everybody else. So, And let's hope that Goldberg doesn't get somehow paralyzed with the German suplex. So with that... (laughs) You're going to feel really bad if that happens now. (laughs) Hey, not really, actually. He's the 49-year-old getting in a ring with Lesnar. No. (laughs) 
So with that, guys, uh, thank you so much for joining me uh, Saturday morning uh, to preview Survivor Series and NXT. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to this wrestling offshoot podcast. And thank you very much to our uh, producer who is going to edit this well. So thank you very much. With that, bye for now. Bye. Bye.